0: What happens when a Catholic deacon matches wits with a Catholic radio show host? You get a marriage made in heaven. They may not always agree, but they're always faithful. It's the Akins with their View from the Pew on Modern Day Radio.
1: And welcome to this episode of View from the Pew. I'm your host, Brenda Aiken, and joining me today is the man who's a man cave, it's become a storage unit for children's things. The good deacon Scott Aiken.
0: If I ever wanted a man cave, I might never have it with these kids. I'll tell you, every time it gets filled up with stuff, an empty cave. I I went by someone's house and their garage only had their car in it the other day, and it had nothing else. I thought I was envious.
1: (laughs) It's amazing when you see homes like that. There are some people's homes you go by, and none of their cars. Can fit right. in there. There's so much stuff in there. Fortunately for us, we have a bigger garage so we can fit two of our vehicles in there. But in between, the space is taken up by old desks and different types of things that our children, some of it is ours, but it just means that when you have space to put things, it makes it a little harder to get rid of things because you think, well, I can just store it for as long as I want to because there's an Open space, and you know, maybe someday in the future, oh, I might need it.
0: The same, the same week, I saw not only that car by itself in the garage with emptiness. I saw about a block down a, uh, a one of those big garbage bins. You know, like the big blue garbage bins that they they haul up and they drop off in your driveway. <laughs> I thought, wow, that would be exactly what we need to just get rid of all of this stuff we're storing.
1: Well, not only that, those big bins also come and you fill them up with stuff and they'll take them and store them for you if you don't have enough room. Scott, you and I, we were fortunate that we were able to go last weekend to visit our very best friends. They moved from Vancouver all the way to Texas. And here's the thing that I loved about visiting with them. Not only they, they are our best friends and it was wonderful to catch up and see and spend time with them. But because they just move, they purged a lot of things from their home. So mm-hmm. when we walked into their new home, everything was perfectly ordered. Now, granted, they still had a few more moving boxes in their garage, but there was something wonderful about sitting in a room that was so beautifully organized not so much in our house because we've got a lot of rooms and we've got a lot of kids and yeah, just like in the garage, different rooms, well, they take up space. And in fact, as we're talking here, I'm thinking about the art supplies that our daughter has. Well, she doesn't even live with us. And yet there is her desk full of the art supplies. (laughs) There's a part of me that feels like if I keep these things around, it keeps the memory of them around. So how can I possibly get rid of these things? Because it means, well, I'm getting rid of a memory, but that's not what stuff is supposed to do for us.
0: I think that's a part of our, yeah, certainly our humanity is having a sense of nostalgia, remembering uh, life that we've lived. And, and these things do add to that, to that memory, but it, it certainly becomes uh, distracting when you have so much stuff that you lose sight of what's important as you try to maintain and juggle everything. So in fact, we just had a conversation with my, my son-in-law, he was considering uh, maybe getting a storage unit for some of their stuff. Cause they moved in a smaller apartment and I just begged him. No, don't, don't get caught in that habit. Cause once you kind of get in that habit, then you start holding on to things that you really need to, to let go of. So I think that's part of a, a good example of what we have to consider in our own life in order to be focused on our faith is knowing what to let go of and what to hang on to.
1: It's almost like credit card debt, meaning that once you get behind on the credit card, well, it just feels like month after month, you're making a payment, but you're not getting ahead. Well, that's a storage unit. Month after month, you just keep putting more stuff in there, more stuff in there. And then the longer it takes you to finally get in there and purge and get rid of it. Well, that does come to today's topic because I had a great opportunity to talk with author Lorraine Bennett. She just went through this. In fact, she downsized a 4,000 square foot home to nearly a quarter of that. Lorraine Bennett's new book Mm -hmm. is the little way of living with less, learning to let go with the little flower. Boy, this is a book after my own heart. And Lorraine and I, we get into a great discussion about what it feels like to go from a really big family and scale it all down well, for empty nesters.
0: And then after that, we'll share opportunities that we're seeing as we see our family evolve into the next era of life as the kids move out, we can take that opportunity to lessen unnecessary burdens that we may have been carrying.
1: So we got a great show ahead for you on this week's View from the Pew. Stay with us.
0: The stars at night are big and bright, deep in the heart of Texas. The prairie sky is wide and high, deep in the heart of Texas. Sage and blue. One of the many ways you can help Mater Dei Radio is by supporting our Leadership Circle members. These are businesses and organizations whose names you hear on the air every day. They believe in our mission of providing the region with positive Catholic radio programs. Our Leadership Circle members keep our broadcast strong through their financial generosity. How can you find out more about our Leadership Circle members? Go to our website at motterdayradio.com and click on the Get Involved menu. You'll be learning about a great group of people. It's Deacon Scott and Brenda Aiken with their View from the Pew on Mater Dei Radio.
1: Well, do your possessions spark joy in your heart? Well, in our materialistic society, we're often plagued with the slow torture of accumulated stuff. And if you're like me, it really creates a lot of disharmony. It also prevents us from living in the present moment and keeps us from setting our eyes on heaven. The little way of living with less is a spiritual journey guided by St. Therese of Lisot towards a less is more manner of living. And author Lorraine Bennett set out on a journey to downsize, declutter, and grow in virtue. You can read about it in her new book, The Little Way of Living with Less, Learning to Let Go with the Little Flower. Lorraine is joining me this morning to share more about what she learned in the process. Good morning, Lorraine. Thanks for joining the show again.
2: Oh, thank you so much for having me on. It's a real delight to be here again.
1: Well, Lorraine, I I really am interested in this because I'm in a process of, well, my children are moving out and I've got this empty house and I'm not quite sure where to begin or what to do with this stuff. <laughs> you know, why did you decide to embark on this journey and really relieve yourself of the excess?
2: Yeah. Oh gosh. Yes. That's a great question. In fact, it was, uh, You know, for more than 20 years, we raised our family in one of those typical suburban McMansions, you know, they're far, far away from where you work. In fact, in our case, it was like an hour and a half each way. Um, And one day, finally, uh, you know, our kids had moved out. We're empty nesters. My husband says to me, you know, Lorraine, we're only living in 10% of this house. And yet we spend a lot of time and money fixing, you know, fixing the roof and repairing the leaks and cleaning the house and all that sort of thing. And and he says, in fact, it's a really a 4,000 square foot storage unit for our kids stuff and, and the stuff they don't even want. And so we decided that, you know, we were going to try to do this and downsize and declutter and all that. And, you know, Minimalism and decluttering and small living are very popular themes uh, today, but I didn't realize how hard it was until I started, and uh, boy, it was, it was really tough, and I realized that there's some serious virtues underlying these, these trends, and so I wanted to explore those virtues involved in, in the spiritual realities that we face when we're trying to let go and detach from all our possessions.
1: Lorraine, you are speaking directly to my heart. Everything you just said, I understand completely. And, and you know, my husband and I we were having this discussion about, well, you know, why why do we have all this stuff in this big house full of this stuff? And for me, I look at it as the memory. Of, of our mm-hmm. lives together with the children, the memories of them playing in that bonus room, the memories of them coming down those stairs to stockings and presents on Christmas. Those are the types of things that I, I feel like maybe I place too much value in. Why does our stuff hold that spot for us? And how do we detach the emotion from the object?
2: Oh, yeah. I mean, it, this is a... a a a perennial question Uh, and, and secular writers as well as spiritual writers write about this. How do we detach? And the thing that's fascinating is our possessions. If we are not careful, our possessions begin to possess us. And that's what we really want to avoid, I think. And, and the thing that's wonderful is those great memories that you have and you won't lose those memories, even if you do not, have the same physical house. Um, but that's exactly the sort of thing that I was facing. And I had invested even uh, very, you know, heavy duty, uh, you know, attachments into the physical objects themselves. And then when I'm trying, when I am trying to downsize, because we moved into a little tiny place that's only um, eleven 1, hundred square feet. Basically, nothing fit in there, and yeah. so we actually had to get rid of this stuff. And uh, now we were we were forced to, and um, and I'm like, no, you know, kicking and screaming kind of thing, you know. But then I realized when I tried to give them give things away, like to our kids, they didn't have the same attachments. They weren't they weren't invested in it the way I was, and wow. so I started to little by little to realize that this is kind of my problem as opposed if they didn't have, they had the great memories too, but they didn't feel the same way about the objects or the place necessarily. Um, and so it was, it was kind of fascinating. And like, we we're trying to give our kids stuff like, don't you want this um, this solid wood dresser that you used as a kid and and it's in such great shape you could never buy one like this at IKEA right and do you want it yeah. no <laughs> they didn't want it i know they didn't want it do they want their trophies that were in our filling up our basement no they did not <laughs> so yeah so we we realized very quickly that there was not the same attachment to things that we had and so it was quite a process and uh and in fact it's 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 more than just possessions. It's also we want to establish that detachment from all all cre- crea- created things. And, and, mm-hmm. and we want to be attached primarily to God. And as St. Therese herself said, she said, the only good thing is to love God with all, all one's heart and to stay poor in spirit. And she practiced that poverty of spirit so heroically throughout her life, her short life. Um, And she wrote about it so beautifully in the story of the soul. And that's something that we all we want to strive for as well. But it's a it's a very difficult thing to detach and to really keep our priorities straight. And that's that's pretty much what I was writing about in the book. Absolutely. that.
1: Well, the name of that book is The Little Way of Living with Less, Learning to Let Go with the Little Flower. The author is Lorraine Bennett, and she is joining me today. I love this saint, St. Therese of Lusso, you know, the little flower is a little way. But Lorraine, you know, with all of the stuff around us, our commercials, uh, we don't even need to leave our homes to get it. They They just send it right to you, and it's all these things that they tell you we need to be happy oh, yeah. in this world, but you know, Saint. Therese didn't have that kind of worldly influence on our life. Why is she the perfect saint to kind of help invoke her prayers for you as you learn to let go of your stuff?
2: Yeah, well, in fact, you know, she was um she was raised in a upper middle class family. and so, she she actually can speak to us a little bit about that because she had a very um a very a very you know not well to do but well they she actually had servants in her house but you know she had beautiful things surrounding her she had um you know she was able to appreciate the good things of life and she had what she called her coming out uh sort of uh, week when she was visiting her home at um, in Alençon was her first place actually. And her parents went back to visit and she said they, she was, they were kind of like, you know, really whining and dining them, so to speak, and showing them all the beautiful things And the, and she was attract actually attracted to these beautiful things. So she wasn't one of those people who, you know, had no, like had no uh, attraction to the things that we are all also attracted to, to material things, um, because she is a modern saint. Um, but yet, she knew at a very young age that she did not want to go that route. So she very, she she actually prayed to God that He would not allow her to be so attracted to all that glitters, let's say, um, and and to lose sight of what was the most important thing in her life, which was her her love for God and. Um, And the fact that she really wanted to be a great saint. And so she remained focused and she perfected her little way um, for the the nuns in the convent and ultimately for everyone um, after she died when they published her autobiography. So just her focus on the little things and the importance of, of every small, tiny sacrifice, no matter how small it is. Uh, to offer to God with love, and that um, detachment from material things, which did, which did play in, in you know, had a an effect in her life as well. So that's kind of why I I felt like she really spoke to my heart because I knew she she's a normal human being who who experienced these things, and we of course living in this you know abundance. Of course, she didn't have what we have here with you know amazon prime delivering things at every sure. moment um, yep. but we can still look to her to practice the virtues that she practiced which was detachment and trust and simplicity and gratitude and poverty of spirit
1: well for many people it's not a matter of downsizing the house they're in the house that they're going to be in but slowly over time birthdays mother's days christmas stuff Kind of begins to accumulate, and you don't know what to do with it, so you just kind of push it aside to not have to deal with it, right? But then, lo and right. behold, you realize that pushing these things aside will has kind of created a bit of a junk monster. You understand what yeah. that's like? Yeah,
2: exactly. Yeah, and you know the interesting thing is that um, they've discovered neuroscience has actually discovered that when the eye perceives clutter around you, the brain goes into problem-solving mode. And in fact, you get this burst of adrenaline and sometimes anxiety goes with that, which it, you're, you're kind of the fight or flight uh, mechanism is, has been inact- activated. And uh, <laughs> so the thing that's very interesting about that is that clutter actually makes us anxious. So the more stuff we have, often the more anxious we're feeling in general. And so just getting rid of that clutter is going to give us a feeling of peace. And um, so we do actually, I talk about this in the book. And um, just as another helpful tip, I'm not an expert declutterer myself. Mm -hmm. As you can tell, I had trouble with it. But I do have um, in every chapter, there's a tip from a professional organizer and declutterer. <laughs> so, uh. and so we have, uh, yeah, we have advice from the professionals in there. Um, and so that's something definitely to deal with. And we, I had I had a giant room that was actually like a giant junk drawer. It was our office, so to speak, wow. you know, yes. office. It had office furniture. Well, and we had a place for it. For everything, you know how a lot of people tend to deal with clutter by just buying organizing things well, that's what i did um i I had little cubbies for everybody, everybody has their own cubby, everybody had their own file drawer. we had a massive you know amount of organizational stuff in there, and what happened was we just we never threw anything away. we just kept mm. putting it in the office and In fact, nobody studied in the office. Nobody sat in the office. It was like aversive, actually, to (laughs) anyone. Nobody even wanted to be in that room. And I'm like, well, this is a giant junk drawer is what
1: it is. Oh, Mm -hmm. I I absolutely can understand that. Lorraine, let our listeners know where they're going to be able to get a copy of The Little Way of Living with Less.
2: Well, you can get a copy right now. You can pre-order it. It's coming out at the end of this month. Uh, you could go to Sophia dot com and you can place your order there. And I hope you do.
1: <laughs> oh, fantastic. Well, thank you so much for sharing in your journey into giving up your things. And I uh, really thank you for your time today. Oh, thank you so much. It was a real pleasure to talk to you today.
2: Talks, but it can't sing.
1: God, in talking with Lorraine, I did get that sense of unrest inside my gut because what she went through, I know is a time that you and I are going to have to go through. That we have the big house, we have room for all these kids. Well, Two of them are married and starting lives of their own. Our next daughter is gone to college, so she's really only home for a couple of months during the summer, so that leaves just our son at home. But I have a hard time getting rid of the things. In fact, if you go by our daughter's room who just got married, it looks like she never left. Although her clothes are out of the way, her bedroom is still set up exactly how it was. But I keep thinking, oh, I'm going to get in there. But somehow if I just close the door, I don't think about it. Because there is a memory in there. A memory of her growing up. And she was just a little girl when we moved into this house. And now I've got to let that go. But I associate the memory and the love with the stuff. And I know that those are just material things. But it feels hard in in a mom's heart something that I think maybe you really helped me with to try to let that go
0: yeah there's certainly a tendency to to gather and that's just I think part of our experience immature of in our in our growing that we we become more mature in, even into our old age to realize you know what really stuff is not important what is important what's lasting is what we've heard since, Uh, you and I are cradle Catholics since the beginning of our faith journey that, you know, we take nothing when we die and yet to incorporate that into our daily living uh, throughout our lives, we have to grow into know to understanding that knowledge. It's not just something we go, Oh yeah. Okay. It's so we're watching our kids do that. Now they're starting to accumulate some stuff. And yet I think we're exampling to them. Hopefully that things that we have gathered we we can't be attached to to the point where we hoard it keep it uh and and so letting go there's a reciprocity to receiving and then to giving away and i think part of that um, aspect we're going to start entering into is that more charitable component you know i'm getting close to to my retirement what am i going to spend my time with i certainly am not called by god to to keep the time to myself i'm called to share it to to reciprocate back to the community And so part of the reciprocating process will be getting rid of stuff in a good way to share with people who are in need that we've got furniture, we've got items that we can repurpose for the benefit of others, but to do so in a way that is thoughtful and help us to let go. Yeah, that item was a good memory, but I'm going to let that go for someone who has need of that item, not necessarily of that memory. And I can't fear losing that memory. That memory is going to be there. So
1: Scott, for me too, there is that added element of, well, I need this thing because I need to be taken care of in this way. Meaning that, you know, the house is there to ensure that we have a roof over our head, but we don't need that house because we don't need that much room anymore. But somehow I feel like, well, I've accumulated this. We've worked hard to to get this and well, what would we do without it? Right? Well, God is calling us to constantly remind us, I've got this for you. You have those things because it is a blessing and a gift from God, right? But we don't trust that God will continue to be there for us. So so God was there and blessed us and gave us the ability to accumulate these things. So we should just continue to store and accumulate and store and accumulate when we should be, you're right, letting it go. And more importantly, trusting with God that he's going to provide for us all of the things that we need. And the things that I'm reminded myself is that I don't what I don't need is the beautiful China hutch or the bigger kitchen or any of the other things that television commercials tell us. Those are the things that you need.
0: I think your husband tells you that, too. (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
1: You do remind me these are not things that I need very much. At the same time, I think we could probably take a walk around the garage. And the same thing, though. Absolutely. Loose boards or a library of different nuts and bolts and tools, right? Over a lifetime of accumulation, well, they're valuable. It does hold value. They're not things that we want to have to go buy again. We take care of the things that we have. But at the same time, there comes that time where we've got to let go Mm -hmm. And we've got to trust in the Lord that He'll provide those things that we need.
0: You know, I think one of the things that comes out of your interview too is just that it's not only things; uh, it's also uh, experiences and and the aspects of of prioritizing things that we hold as responsibilities they're going to change in our life and we're going to have to let go of some of those responsibilities. And there's people who are very attached. I think I, I see that quite regularly in the parish life where someone will enter into ministry and they'll come to a point in their life where they're not able to carry that ministry out safely. I see that at our own parish, that extraordinary ministry, where there are people who have done it for so many years and, and have been a blessing to the community in, in doing that, but they're getting to a point where they're not, uh, physically able to be sturdy when they walk up the stairs of the altar or to hold that in concert with all the other actions that they might do in that ministry. So there is a point at which someone has to let go of a responsibility in order to allow for their own uh, benefit, but also to open up room for someone else to step into that responsibility. So I think, you know, in, in terms of our lives, we take on a lot of responsibilities, but we don't necessarily let go of them, and they cause us overdue anxiety. And I think that's the what uh, Saint Teresa of was able to to see so young and so so brilliantly is that uh, the reason that I want to hang on to things is because more often than not it's my pride, and I need to let go in order for my focus to be centered back on God. And she just expresses that beautifully in her in her writings. So.
1: So, perhaps this week, as one small step to try to clear out the clutter in your home, find a few things and then decide they were a great memory for me and it's time to let it go. Scott, before we go, will you end us in a prayer?
0: Lord, we thank you for all of the gifts you've given us in our lives. We also recognize that there is ownership only by you, not by us, they're merely gifts. And so we let go of these gifts to the best of our ability. Help us this week to recognize what is most important to let go of and those things that are important to gravitate toward. We trust in you, Lord, in your guidance, and we offer this prayer in your name, Jesus Christ. Amen.
1: And that is going to wrap it up for us this week. Please tune in next week as we share with you more stories about our faith, our family, and our view from the pew.
0: Have a great week. You've been listening to View from the Pew, a weekly look at faith and family life from a Catholic perspective with Deacon Scott and Brenda Aiken. For more information on the Aikens and to listen to an archive of their previous shows, visit them online at moderndayradio.com pew. View from the Pew is produced at the studios of Modern Radio in Portland, Oregon.